At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Alright, I'm recording too. <sighs> I hate you guys so much. It's not even a, a time to eat. We're, we moved recording to 3.30 in the afternoon and you guys are doing this to me. It's I just a land- snack session. I just landed an airplane. I haven't had lunch. <laughs> I'm glad that you landed the airplane. It would have been yeah. very upsetting if... You were still up there, or you had... A, I guess it's still a landing if it's a crash landing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I mean... Statistically speaking, air travel is very safe. Zero percent of planes have ever gone up there and gotten stuck. That's true. <laughs> well, hello, and welcome to a hungry edition of Avtrack with Hinch and Ross. Guys, it's Thanksgiving week. It'd be disrespectful to, the, to, to our forefathers if we weren't eating. This you know the thing is, I, I think the dinner with racers guys are already already think we stole their their format because they were the first ones to think of uh, people talking on a podcast. But now that we're gonna add in eating, I think we're really gonna <laughs> we're really stepping on their territory. To be fair, I was eating Panera on this show because I was just hungry and the timing worked out. And now we're just snacking because it's we're not doing this because it's our shtick. We and do I'm it almost, to annoy Tim. I'm almost done with the whole bag, so I'll be done. Yeah, annoying me is your shtick. Exactly. Just because you happen to hate when we eat. That's not our problem. Oh, shoot. Um, oh, hold on. I got a funny tweet from somebody, or we did, and it ties into Alex's piloting, like, <clears throat> extravaganzas. So I want to know if Alex even knows what this is, and if, if, Tim, I need you to simultaneously Google this so that way we can discuss it. Okay. So Max wrote, in honor of Alex's flying lessons, Hinchtown and Tim Durham should go through the FAA's five hazardous attitudes for pilots on the next episode and discuss how many of them apply to Alex. So, first of all, Alex, do you know what the FAA's five hazardous attitudes for pilots are? I do, but, like, not memorized. So it's, it's like, overconfidence. Like, oh, that'll never, huh. ha- that'll never happen to me. Um... Um. Yeah, I don't know stuff like I'm that. I'm pulling it up. Anti-authority. Don't tell me. Impulsivity. Do something quickly. Invulnerability. Which is what you were just talking about. It won't happen to me. Macho. I can do it. Resignation. What's the use? Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and just reiterate, based on that alone, my point that no. People should ever, no racing driver should ever get their pilot's license because that I can literally see, yeah, sums I can see up Alex all is of them. three of the five. What three, At least. Tim? Three, okay, the, the three that you would be are the anti authority. I am not anti authority. Um, you're, not, you're not impulsive, 
So I wouldn't say um, that. that. That's, I mean, I've got a lot of proof of bourbon transactions that, that proves that completely wrong. That's not impulsive okay. in terms of, of, of actually decisions that matter, James. Though, though the bourbon should be a separate reason why he shouldn't fly. <laughs> should be the sixth reason. Uh, invulnerability, the, it won't happen to me. I, I could see that with you a little bit. No, that's why it's the one thing that I remembered. <laughs> and then the macho, <laughs> the I can do it. The I can do it. I could see you. I no, don't think you have the no. resignation. You're not. You're not like a nihilist. So, so no. I I have that that kind of um, mentality when it comes to like home projects or driving or things that I, you know, are are relatively in my comfort zone. Flying is not at all in my comfort zone, and I'm very aware that I am not really that qualified yet. So there's no ego that exists with me. Period. You just said yet. Yeah. So once you get to a point where you are comfortable, no, does that change? No, because like I'm, I'm usually quite comfortable in in scary situations. I guess I'm. Mm-hmm. I sweat my ass off up there. Like really? It, yeah. Well, like it's nerve wracking. I I think one inherent trait of a driver, and Alex definitely displays this, is an understanding of dangerous situations, right? And so you appreciate the danger in a given situation. You have a heightened awareness of it because of what we do. And obviously, he's smart enough to know that being 5,000 feet above the ground, not an ideal situation from a safety standpoint. Well, so he's I mean, gonna... it's, it's more ideal than being 2,000 feet above the ground. We already discussed that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that depends on what you're doing. But yes, that, yeah, I see what you're saying. But yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I get that it's like... I don't, I don't think at, this will ever be something where I'm like, nah, it'll be fine. Like, like someone that you and I <laughs> both know, well, I know better than you do. We're not going to name names, but you know who I'm talking about who flies airplanes. Yeah. He's got that mentality. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, very it's much worked so. out. It's worked out for him. But like, and that the fact that he's not dead. Yes. But like, well, it's guys, also for those not- wondering at home, they're talking about good friend, Captain Sully Sullenberg. <laughs> you mean Tom no, Hanks? I would, I would fly with him any day. Uh, but yeah, no. It's I mean, I'd rather fly you. with a pilot that didn't hit all the birds. That's rude. That's just <laughs> I'm kidding. He's a hero. Salting He's a, a national hero. hero. It's not my nation, I'm but obviously, still, obviously kidding. So, anyways, um, so anyways, yes, we we don't have to talk about plane flying anymore. Um, but the FAA, it was very interesting because that was like one of the very first lessons. It was like. Lesson number one, don't fly if you're tired, drunk, or on drugs. Yep, makes sense. Lesson number two, don't fly in a thunderstorm. Okay, also makes sense. Lesson number three were those five attributes. So it's all logical. It's all understanding. I think I display one to one and a half of them. I will work on the one, and um, (laughs) there we go. The other half I'm keeping. It's just me. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, oh. speaking of unhealthy attitudes about something, I, uh, I, I kind of want to take over for a second. Uh-oh. There's a fundraiser at my daughter's school. <laughs> and the amount of time it took me to go from, oh, this will be good, this is a good cause, and we won't take it that seriously, to, no, we're going to win this thing, was right because it's not just disappointingly a fast it's a fundraiser <laughs> where they have a leaderboard on the website so yeah it's a literally that was fundraiser. the first thing that i looked at and when i saw that there was a particular little girl who to her credit did a phenomenal She's job selling a ton the, of popcorn yeah in the opening what was it day or hours yeah. 
opening hours already had like that like four figures raised um i was like wow tim get your together basically (laughs) and and to your credit you both have helped me and now hazel's winning now for people who, who don't follow us on social uh LAUSD buys laptops and, and Wi-Fi hotspots for kids that don't have it. It's a, it, because of remote learning and everything. They do not, however, buy any of that stuff for teachers. So my daughter's school has organized a fundraiser to get home learning supplies for teachers, and they're selling popcorn. And it's it's like a cool thing, but it's seems, now fully like a, I'm, I need we, to destroy these other families. Can we just talk about that for a second? <laughs> that, that seems a little bit uh, uh, cart before the horse. There. Yeah, it's a little Let's weird. make sure the students have internet and computers, but not the teachers. Well, it, it makes sense when you think about the fact that teachers are famously overpaid. <laughs> right. That, that Look, does right, make but sense. Think, yes. But think about it, Alex. How are the kids going to do fundraisers to get the kid or get the teachers' go. computers if they don't have computers and internet? So it actually, you know, it, it makes sense. But no, I mean, it, it, it started out as kind of a fun thing. And then, Alex, you tweeted it. James, you did. Marco did. Arnie over at IndyCar did. And then it like became a competition between my side of the family and her mom's side of the family. So like my mom bought like a bunch of popcorn, so then her her grandma on the other side bought twice as much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like luckily it's, it's all for a very good cause, but the worst parts of human nature have come out in this popcorn sale. And and the funny thing is, is that the people organizing this, they know that or else they would not publicize where everybody's <laughs> standing. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's 100 percent like this taps perfectly into when a good friend of mine, uh, an engineer I worked with before his daughter was selling Girl Scout cookies and she came over and brought her thing, her sheet of all the all the cookies she'd sold. And I looked for what the biggest order had been up to that point, And I bought one more box than that because I need 10 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And then Alex showed up and he's like, oh, I'm going to need 20 boxes more than that. So not, <laughs> not only did he blow it out of the water, then I felt cheap and compelled to buy even more cookies. And it's just, there's, I still have Thin Mints in my, in my so, pantry. So first of all, I'm out of Thin Mints, so I ordered the acceptable amount of cookies for me. It wasn't about competition. <laughs> However, when Fair. this, when this this brings up something that just happened a couple weeks ago. Buddy's wedding down in a small remote part of, of southern Indiana. Um, we had gone the night before and we had actually kind of paid. We, we chucked the bartender like an extra hundred bucks to stay open because small town, you know, the climate of the world, places are closing a little bit early. But we just wanted to have a place to, to go. And then the next day was the wedding. And um, the first night we had kind of not me, but one of one of the person in the groups had like explained to the bartender like a new kind of trending type of shot that's going around, like that, that that's good. You know, it used to be Vegas bombs, and now it's this other thing that I forget the name of. And um, <clears throat> so the bartender said that day, some people came in and were like looking for for a shot to order for their friends, and they recommended it, and they really liked it. And so the guy ordered fifty shots. And so he told me this story when I walked in, you know, after the wedding and it was nighttime and everything and the reception and stuff. And he's like, yeah, someone ordered 50 shots of that. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm going to take 60. (laughs) We had like nine people, but it was for the sole purpose of just out buying this guy. Here's where I was a really bad person, though. Um, Well, I was really good because the bride and groom needed to go home. So I escorted them home, uh, but then didn't go back. So someone else had to pay my tab. (laughs) 
before the six <laughs> 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 That's a that's a tough look, man. <laughs> so ordering I, a record number of shots and then walking and then bailing. Out. Yeah, <laughs> that has to be at least three of the FAA attitudes, right? In that story, right, exactly. Right? <laughs> so, so it 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 reminds me. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for telling this story, but it reminds me. I'll I'll keep it more general. There, when we used to race in Japan, there was a little bar in Tokyo uh, that we'd always go to on the Sunday night after the race. And this bar was built for competitive people to spend silly amounts of money unnecessarily because it's a small bar. It only holds about 50 or 60 people. And they have hanging above the bar a little gong, right? And if you hit the gong, you buy the entire bar a shot. You get to pick the shot. And the bartenders are really good at just sort of like scoping the place, eyeballing it, and knowing within half a second how many people are there, right? And it's about, you know, like I said, 50 to 60 people per round. Well, they also keep tabs on how many you buy. And once you get to a certain number, they put your name on a wall. They've got a weekly and a monthly leaderboard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are well, these the same people that do the popcorn thing? <laughs> you, I think this is where they got their model. Right. And so... Famously, every year after the race in Japan, the bus would go back to Tokyo, everybody would end up at this bar, and it would be this insane competition for who could buy the most shots. And then the next year, they'd come back, and they'd see whose name was on the board, and people would just be ringing this thing nonstop. Names like Dario Franchitti and Tony Kanan and Dan <laughs> Weldon and Paul Tracy, all these guys, they had their I think they're permanently etched, actually, on the walls of this place in particular because of how aggressive they got with the shot buying by just smashing this gong. We're just, it's a bad environment for people like us. When I was in, uh, when I was in Prague for six months, uh, there was this bar called just the pub. It was Pilsner Unique Bar. And uh, so you go in there, and each table had its individual tap. So you could just fill up your beer at your table. But they obviously have to keep track of how much you're having because they have to you know, charge you. So because they were already keeping track of how much each table was pouring, they had it on a projector as a leaderboard, saying which table was <laughs> nice. having the most. So you're competing against the other tables. But then the pub was also, like, there were, there were pubs across Europe. So your individual restaurant was competing with the other restaurants. So it'd be like, you know, are we going to let these German guys beat us? <laughs> uh, so and every time you'd go there with, with like people who were new to Prague, it was always the same, like same conversation. Oh my God, we got to figure out how to franchise this and bring this back to the United States. And then the realization about three minutes in, this place would get sued into oblivion immediately <laughs> like for, for incentivizing heavy drinking like that. Well, guys, I mean, I don't, I don't drink, but like, we should go to Prague <laughs> and Japan, like, ASAP, just, just to check out the culture and stuff. Yeah, yeah. as soon as the and world weirdly opens enough, up. both of those places kick a kick a percentage of their proceed to my daughter's teachers. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see, like, this is how bad the competitive nature is of drivers. I was having a conversation recently with a friend of mine who is um, very unfortunately uh, dealing with some medical issues. And, um, and she was like, she was like, well, how many scars do you have? I'm up to five. And I was like, well, I only have four. And she said, well, why don't you just let me win this one and, and let's none of us get any more. 
and I, I got wrote back. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. But in my head, I was like, I mean, I could just like get a small one that wouldn't hurt that bad. Just, <laughs> and I was like <laughs> contemplating like how I could hurt myself in a way that would leave a not too bad scar just to get my get my count up. Well, you'd have to get two because you don't want to tie. That's fair. That's fair. Now I was only counting scars from my accident because I seemed like it was like an, a, a one to one, a one event to one event thing. So then I, that's fair how enough. I talked myself out of it. I was like, well, I can't just add to it. That's not how that works. Um, that's. I mean, do we need to give you a hotline of sorts? Like that's, that's a concerning <laughs> attitude. I'll be honest. Well, then I started thinking, I feel like there's a fifth scar that I just can't see, and I kind of have to take my doctor's word for it that it's there, but we won't get into details of that. Some people have seen it. (laughs) (laughs) So, big racing news this week. Alex has joined WTR for the endurance races in next year's IMSA championship. Alex, tell us all about it. Um. Yes, thanks, James. Uh, very, it's weird. Like we were spent our whole, you know, past couple months scheming of ways to beat the ten car, and now the three of us are in the ten car. Um, yeah, so it's the it. whole lineup, right? It's, it's, it's you can, you can Elliot, guarantee yeah. that that ten car will never win again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they may they may have wanted to rethink adding you to the lineup. <laughs> Historically speaking, I'm not saying last, it is guaranteed. Last, I'm saying you could guarantee. Last. If your goal was still to make the 10 car lose, you could do that now with ease. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to. Yeah, um, it's definitely easier now. That, yeah. that is, you know, these are all points. These are points. I don't know <laughs> what type of points they are, but but they are they are facts. Um, so no, it's 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 really exciting to. Continue with Acura HPD. Um, obviously, that's where the the main um, motivation came for for me to have that opportunity. So that's that's very cool. And then to join the organization that's won uh, the past two or three Daytona twenty fours. I think three. Believe it or not, three in a row. Yeah, they definitely won seems, nineteen and twenty. That seems like a lot. Looking it up. Yeah, keep talking. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's great an organization. Um, and to, to be able to stay with Ricky and Elio is also, uh, really unique and, and special. I think in sports car racing, there's a lot of, um, kind of transitions just because of the amount of drivers per car. So, so the fact that we have that continuity, um, is, is pretty unique and I think will will bode well. Um, so much so that like, we're not, we're not even really testing the car. We're just gonna we're gonna use the roar as the test and, and spend the time this this next couple of months to build it specifically for Daytona and um, yeah gonna put our all our eggs in that basket so hopefully it it works out so James three of the last four three, three of the, the last, last four. four which is still yeah. like very Pretty impressive. impressive right very impressive so um, it'll that's be like a, that's like a Scott Dixon IndyCar Championship level of success well it makes sense because Scott Dixon drove for them for two of those. Uh, only one, actually. Only oh, one. Only okay. only 2020. In oh. um, but in 2017, which was the first of the three out of four, if that makes sense. Uh, Jeff Gordon was on that, but as was Ricky, your former and now current teammate, and Jordan, and Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan was on it in 19 as well. So you have a stacked lineup. No excuses. It is. It is a. What's funny is it's like I want to say, well, it is a good car. 
but now that car is gone. So, but we now have our own car, which is also good. But it's interesting because people are going to be like, "Oh, the tens have been dominant." It's like, well, hold on, same same color, right. same team, right? It's a very different dynamic that exists. That's a great um, point. That's a so, huge change. Very big change. Much bigger than you know an IndyCar saying switching an engine manufacturer is an IndyCar because so many other components are the same. This is a complete ground up. There's nothing. I mean, the steering wheel, maybe I don't know. No nope. seat. Not that. No. Nope. No, well, literally it's, the it's still got the, pedals. Yeah, it does have those. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, got, it's got three of them actually. Um, other big news in the racing world this week: Tony Kanaan announced his oval program, um, joining the forty-eight car with Chip Ganassi Racing. I really to do th- the. I really thought Tim had a shot at that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm devastated again. <laughs> um, yeah, you can tell. You look. You look very distraught about the whole thing. The ennui is real. Uh, no, but it is, it's awesome to see Tony back though. Cause I, I, this would have been such a crappy way to go out for TK to, yeah. to have his last season be like no fans at most of the races. And I think a lot of people acknowledge that, you know, by like mid season that this was not, this was not going to be his it quote did, unquote last count. lap. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, and it's, and, and it was a two year deal. So it's not even just 2021. He's not going to be through 22 as well. Uh, tied into Jimmy's program there. So it's good to uh, see a young young gun like that get a shot. Get an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I text him, congrats. And uh, he was like, yeah, thanks, man. I'm just blown away that I'm still have the opportunity to do this. Like, which, I mean, when you when you think about what, what will you, if he gets through the next two years, it'll be 21 consecutive years. Is that what it is? He'll uh, have been racing for longer than Colton it's more than, a lot. It's, it's more than that because... Yeah, because um, his his twentieth season was like two seasons ago. Okay, so twenty twenty four consecutive years, like that's out of control. It's something ridiculous. Like, like that's I, I, unheard of. Really, I mean, I, I I don't think that there's many people <laughs> outside of you know Mario. Did he race for that long? Yeah, he raced till he was like fifty-three or something. Right. right. He raced for a long time. Right. Just but, occurred so, to me. My daughter my daughter has a teddy bear that uh that I gave her that, that used to be my teddy bear that I got as a kid. And I'm it just occurred to me that I got that teddy bear during Tony Kanan's third season of racing. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he had he has the record for consecutive starts at three hundred and eighteen. But he also he had had an injury early in his career, so he, he like I think he's at like three hundred and sixty something starts at this point. So yeah, to still be able to do that after this point is is pretty impressive. And for the longest time, his like good buddy, fellow Brazilian Rubens Barrichello, had the record for number of starts in uh, in F one. I believe Kimi Raikkonen just beat him on that. He point. did. Yeah. Uh, um, how many starts do you have, James? Just out of curiosity. I have no idea. Right. Okay. I um, have like I don't know a hundred. Just trying to put that in perspective. Fifty-ish, hundred and fifty-ish. Right. So not even half. No. Yeah. Crazy. I'm looking you up, James. I my, mine's tough because I I missed um, right. you know a bunch of the 2015 season and then I missed India obviously and why 18, you just so. didn't didn't want to do it or uh, yeah I just was I was super hungover and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't really feeling like circles like bad. No, I was already spinning in my head. You know, kind of queasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can relate to. 
Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really, I'm super happy for him. And that's obviously a great program. It's a great car. He's going to have, you know, he's one of Scott's best friends and uh, one of Jimmy's best friends. So to be able to just jump in and then you've got Marcus and now Alex Pillow jumping over there, which I'm really excited to see how he's going to do in that program. Cause he obviously showed a ton of potential. I mean, I'm actually not excited. I don't want to have to race against more good. I was going to say, drivers, like, why are you excited? You're yeah, not a commentator I, I, anymore. No, I'm not. I, I need to I need to think about this from a smarter perspective. Um, yeah. And uh, and then what Lewis else? Hamilton won like a 400th championship or something, which I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it looked so really difficult. Like, Who? Well, you know what? Interesting, interesting comment here because I would say that his win at was it Portimao they were just at? No, Istanbul. Istanbul. His win at Istanbul that locked the championship up was. Easily, in my opinion, his best win probably since the like Mercedes dominant era started in 2014 or whatever it was. Like it was incredibly difficult conditions. Tons of drivers pitched it off. Tons of teams got it wrong. It's not like you can argue his car was so much better than everyone else's. His teammate finished like 18th or 20th or something after multiple spins and incidents and whatever. So he earned that one. They, the team earned that one. They had to make a late call on, you know, pitting at the end. He had to take care of his tires that were falling apart and whatever. That, to me, was actually one of Lewis's best drives. And it was days like that. They were like, oh, okay, yeah, no, he is insanely good. Is he yeah. in the best car nine times out of ten? Yeah, no doubt. But, like, his his ability and, like, he, was, he had brake problems earlier in the race. And they just, they just overcame everything that was thrown at them to win that race and win that championship in style. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching that one. I don't often enjoy watching him start from pole and lead every lap and win the race, just as I didn't enjoy watching Michael Schumacher do it back in the early 2000s, whatever. Um, But that one was a very enjoyable race, and I thought it was a really awesome way to cap off the championship for him. But, like, is it, like, now what? So he goes and wins another one next year, and like he breaks the record. So like I like I like watching records fall. Like I, I like as a as a fan that of that one sport, feels like bittersweet though. Yeah, it's uh, well, but okay, hold on, but why? Because I think it's because of of Michael Schumacher's health condition. No, but Michael but was Michael done was never going to win another one. Exactly, exactly. I, I, undoubtedly, still though, like if you could have Schumacher there to like acknowledge that he's getting passed or. For sure. You know, if, if it if it had been a long time ago and he had since passed, then it, it's different. But it just, I don't know. It doesn't, it it feels bittersweet. I Here's my thing. You're, you're 100% right. He is the best driver in, in the f- field. He's the best driver of our generation. He he deserves everything. Like, he, he is the best, no doubt. I just wish Formula One was a series where the teams had a desire to have two good cars. Right. And that's just not, that's just facts. It's just not the case. I I don't care which team you drive for. There is a very clear number one and there's a very clear number two. And they do that Mm -hmm. for for a specific reason. But I just, I mean, you look at Nico Rosberg, right? Nico, Mm -hmm. I think is, I mean, he's world champion. He's, He's very, he's in the 1%. He's very good at what he does. There are guys that really, I think, are better than Nico Rosberg, but will never could get, have had a shot in that car. We'll never but. get that opportunity, right? And 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 Total Wolf had a great quote, right? He said, "Well, there's a reason why these guys aren't in Mercedes. 
whether it was, whether that's all true or not, like obviously it's not because there are guys that are capable, but at the end of the day, you can't open your mouth because you get into these positions by excelling and obviously being in the right place at the right time. But I just, I would love to see either teams want to have two cars at the front all the time or just Formula One and maybe it's coming in 22 where it's just, you can have two or three manufacturers that are capable, right? So so that's what makes the midfield battle so much more entertaining in a lot of ways because when you're not in the top three teams, so the top three teams, you're right. Lewis is number one at Mercedes. Charles is number one at Ferrari. And Max is number one and two and three at Red Bull. And the other three Red Bull drivers all kind of sit forth together. Um but if you go beyond that, right, and you go to the midfield, you look at McLaren. I don't think you could pick a team designated number one there. Renault, I don't think you could pick a team designated number one there. Um, I mean, I think you can. Well, less. It's less clear. I mean, they sure. they were very big on Ocon when they hired him. Obviously, Dan came as a as a race winner and, and a and a serious contender in a lot of ways, and one of the highest rated guys, you know, out there. Um, so maybe a little bit, but at the same time, like we're in, in the top teams, you want your one guy and a guy that can support him by taking points away from other drivers in the midfield teams, you know, you're not going to be winning the championship, but the difference in third and constructors or, four, or sorry, fourth and constructors or sixth and constructors, that's a ton of money. So you really do want the two best guys that can both go score you points every single weekend. It's not, it's not about taking points away from other cars. It's about adding points to your tally. So the mentality is a little bit different, I feel, in the midfield teams. Once they get to that point where they're racing for wins in the championship, then, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, like, a McLaren shifts that mentality a little bit. Absolutely not. Like, whether, like, <laughs> like they, they don't necessarily... Well, forget me. I'll just let myself out. No. So they don't... I, I, I see what you're saying from the standpoint of it. Red Bull, you know, they're, if they have 85 updates a year, Max will get 60 of them. Like right. that exists where that probably doesn't exist as much at McLaren. If they have 85 updates, it's, there's still going to be one car that gets 50, right? And another yeah. car that gets 30 or 45 and 40 or whatever. There's, there's still going to be a discrepancy. The thing is no one outside of the top teams. What, is, hi, what does updates mean? Like, like developments on the car. car. Okay. No one outside of, I would say Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, you could argue, I wouldn't even say Red Bull, hires the best drivers available. They don't. There is, there is so much other factors that go into that decision. Sergio Perez, let's talk about that. Lance Stroll, talk about him. Let's yep. talk about, um, so Daniel, was he the best available are, for Renault? Probably. Ocon? No. Uh, what other team Are is there? there so many other factors, or is there just one big blatant? <laughs> just money. There's, 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 well, no. so, like, there's, the there's Ocon two thing. factors. There's political alignment, right? It's who, who you're in bed with, quite frankly, that's higher up at the team and what size check do you have? You have to have both. You can't have one or the other. Interesting. So, but again, I, I go back to McLaren for the budgets they had potentially. And, you know, I don't know if Lando or Carlos come with backing, you might have a better idea of that than I Carlo, do. Carlos does. Lando does. Okay. So, you know, they went after two guys 
Um, but Lando, but so Lando, it, Lando was a part of their development program and was always slated for an F one. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's a very. So he had he had one of the two. He had the <clears throat> he was in bed with the right people, but, but didn't have money because he didn't well, need but it. But that because, but that is money because if McLaren's paying for it. Yeah, right? that's fair. It yeah, is. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So and like with Ocon, he had the the French connection and right. You know. Right. Yep. Lance. We don't need to talk yeah, about we all that. Know that one. Okay. Yeah. Sergio Perez. But again, like a guy like Sergio has also proved himself on track, right? Like he's done a very good job. I'm not. Yes, because he has sponsors. Yeah, that's let's, true. Yeah, but, let's be clear here. But, Saying but that somebody not, comes with a check doesn't mean back. they're bad. Well, See, no, it doesn't mean. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's bad. There. But he's not coming back because he doesn't have money anymore. So it's like they don't hire the best well, drivers available. But he also, well, he. I, th- I feel like his deal fell apart so late that there weren't really many other options. Because why wouldn't he have money anymore? Is, did his backers step away? I mean, I feel like. Why if did, he was going to a different team, they would just come with him, but there was nowhere to go. Okay, so what what is your logic if you're racing point for firing Sergio? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's the only guy to get you podiums. He's one of yeah, but you you would you inherited a four time world champion, so he's you inherited race winning experience. <clears throat> okay, so then why are they keeping the other guy? Well, okay, yeah, so that's political okay. for okay. sure. Well, so that's the point, right? Yeah, so yeah. So it should be yeah, Sebastian and Sergio. I see what you're saying. Sergio yeah, yeah. really lost his job because Lance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. so that's my point. My point is I completely disagree with the fact that teams hire the best drivers at all times to further their place in the championship. They hire the best drivers at all times that, that enhance their bottom line and can get 99% of the job done. All right, so so we've talked about Formula One and its uh, political nightmare that um, makes it the greatest form of motor racing in the world? Question um, <laughs> mark. We've talked about Hazel's popcorn. We've talked about Tony's um, extensive career. We've talked about um, my Your... lack of apparent mental capability to fly airplanes. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk lack about of ability to have a sports car. Finish first. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yep. let's, uh, let's talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving guys. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, let's James, talk about it. James, you Last can leave. Last week we did what we're not thankful for or what we're thankful right. for the least. So, let's, right. let's. Which I also realized I'd like to change my answer and it's you. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not that bad when you're asleep. Um, yeah, thankful. what are we I mean, thankful for this year? Guys, there's so much. I mean, here's the thing. And even the dumpster fire of a year that 2020 was, there is still s- such an insane amount for, for us to be thankful for. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think health, first and foremost, is obviously a huge one. Uh, the, the fact that we were still able to go racing this year, the fact that we're still going to get to go racing next year. Um, obviously, you know, family, friends, you know, it took a lot of... I think support from a lot of people for, for everyone to get through. And, you know, as we continue to get through what, what 2020 is and the challenges that this year faces. So thankful for all you guys, the fans that keep us, you know, going around in circles and the ones that keep listening to this show for one reason or another. Um, I'm thankful to Alex for, I'm, I'm not sure why yet. I'm sure there's something. What if, mm, have you, no, mm, Oh, I'm thankful to Alex for 
letting me stash bourbon on his bus to bring back from races because I didn't want to fly with it and I didn't have my own bus. There you so go. So thank you for that. That was nice. Uh, and I'm thankful that as of, uh, well, actually, no, I can put up Christmas decorations whenever I want because it's it's not my, my Thanksgiving was in October. Yeah, no, I, I, I adhere to the, uh, we put up Christmas decorations November 1st in my See, in my that's, that's weird because you still have Thanksgiving to go. Yeah, also, but Thanksgiving decorations, meh. You know, who who actually well, likes those? That's fine, but I feel weird sitting in a Christmas wonderland when you're celebrating Thanksgiving. That sounds like a James problem, not a not a me problem. So first of all, James, fortunately, you don't have to celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> Second of all, um, I actually put up a Christmas tree this past weekend. But Did you? My reasoning for it, I've never done it this early. My reasoning for it was we're not going to be here for Christmas. And Good also... Point. Um, uh, there was another reason. Oh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly's going back to Canada, um, after Thanksgiving for, for a little bit of time to go see her family. So like if we waited till she got back and then we're also not going to be here for Christmas, the tree would only be up, would for, be like, up for like a week. week. Yeah. yeah. So at least now right. we can enjoy it for that a couple makes days. Sense. Yes. That makes Thank sense. You. Tim, on the other hand, stuff up here. doesn't leave his apartment. So right. really has Less no excuse. Is. Yeah. Tim, what are you well, doing for Thanksgiving? And this will be my first Thanksgiving not going back to Indiana. Like, so this ever. is just not this traveling be, yeah. for obvious COVID reasons, whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to go buy a turkey and uh, figure out how to cook it. Not easy. And, uh, yeah. Well, clearly James can do it, so I think you can do I it. Will, I will send you the recipe that I found because all I literally did was read and follow instructions, and it was <laughs> the best turkey I've ever, I've ever had. Yeah, I was literally going to go to the grocery store right after this. So if you could send that to me now, that'd be, All right. that'd be great. I'll get on that. Um, and so Alex, you're going to go visit family? I'm going to go visit family uh, in Nashville, um, which will be, uh, well, you know, family is always an experience. So that'll be that'll be that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to go see my dad's new place in, in Nashville um, with uh, kind of some extended family. So that'll be good. And then, um, what is it? December. December's right around the corner. Um, December 1st is next week, yeah. Yeah. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Because that's, like, that's like a big thing. Like, do you go anywhere? Do you? I don't. I usually go back to Indiana. Right. I don't so, have a plan this year. Okay. I will be transporting myself and my wife and my dogs up to Canada doing our quarantine and then seeing family. Um, so are you going to go up two weeks before Christmas then? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Alex, I feel like you, you dodged the, uh, what you're thankful for this year. I didn't dodge it. Just no one asked. Okay. So what are you thankful for this year? <laughs> um, I am thankful for everything James said. I think it can't be under, under stress. out. No, under under emphasized <laughs> how uh, unbelievable it was that we were able to go racing this year. Um, that could have been a, a devastating thing for a lot of people had that not happened. Um, and then I I think I'm thankful for like I said everything that James said plus dogs like plus animals. Mm. <laughs> dogs are neat. I also um, want to throw my niece great. in there. I'm thankful that my niece was born. She's a hoot. I, My first niece. I don't have a niece because I don't have any siblings. Um, so I don't you think can, I'll get a niece. Can, Hazel can be your niece, Alex. Well, she's already nice. got an uncle, Alex. It's cool. So I'm thankful that she's so good at selling popcorn. 
Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm gonna drop in Hazel recorded a thank you for everybody's bop, bop popcorn. So I'm gonna drop that in. Thank you for buying my popcorn. Awesome. Did, uh, did I know Hazel couldn't be with us here today? Did she leave a question with you for us? She didn't. No, she said she wanted to think of one for next time she's here. Okay, well, then I've got something. It's not really grinds my gears, but it's just something I kind of want your opinion on. Um, toothpaste. Are I'm you for pro. it? No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> gel, gel or paste? Wax. Paste. Wax? Wax? God, that's the most that... Alex Ross. I don't even know what that is, but of course you use Yeah, it. that's that's not a real thing, right? No, no, it, it definitely is. It's some hipster crap that's sold with somebody with like the twisted mustache. Tooth and, wax? Like, no, are you talking about for your teeth? Yeah, what are you talking I said about? Toothpaste. I'm sorry, I thought you said you were kidding. I thought you were on the hair products. No, no, I no, I, I <sighs> joked. I said I said, are you for it? No, that was a joke, because if you weren't for it, we wouldn't sorry, be friends. Sorry, 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 paste, yes. okay. 100%. But yeah, so why do they still make gel? I don't know anybody that likes gel. Well, it the runs, gel is so weird. It runs off your toothpaste before you can even get in your mouth, first of all. Off your toothbrush. Yep, yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it, why do you, yeah, why? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's like, They you don't know sell like, very much of it. But you still see it. Yeah. It's still out there, Some, which means somebody's still They're buying it. They're making it. They're making it for a reason. Right, somebody right. still it. see Colt forty five. It's like it's like Nickelback records. Somebody's buying them. Nobody admits to being their fan, but somebody's. They have like ten number one hits. They have like millions and millions. Of, somebody is buying these records. So don't tell me you're not a Nickelback fan. So people people say they're not a Nickelback fan because they're afraid of the backlash. But like, he, he, there's some bangers. Like, I like some Nickelback songs. <laughs> For sure. So do I. I. I will openly... I think more people have an issue with, like, Chad Kroger mm. than they do Nickelback. Right. I'm just, just excited because we had a couple people give Alex crap for picking Five Finger Death Punch. So I'm very excited for the comments we're going to get about this. <laughs> Yo, yeah, dude. We got shredded apart for not understanding which genre of music Five Finger Death Punch really is a part and this of. And this is how much I care. <laughs> No, I'm with you on that. I found it very, I found it very entertaining to learn how many types of that kind of music I don't know. How many like subgenres of that? Do you want to know? Do you want to know what's entertaining? Never heard of the entitlement that people have on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is thankful for that. So this, this actually, so I, I want to go back though to like the whole gel paste thing because it brings up another point, and I don't even know if this stuff's still around. I, I hope to God it's not. But do you remember like gel deodorant? Yes. Did you ever use it? I did when I bought it by mistake. Because it came in so, the same like canister, right? As my right. normal like stick. But sometimes right. it'd have those little holes and be like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. God, it so, is like, the worst. Whenever, yeah, whenever I started wearing deodorant, and I don't know when that was, my first one for whatever reason, I guess my mom bought it, I don't know was a gel one and I just thought that's what deodorant was and then I discovered the sticks and at first I'm like no nah, man I'm a gel guy like that just I don't know why I fought that and then as soon as you try a stick you're like this is insane that people just put this cold goop under their arms that it's sticky I feel and like awful the and gel deodorant is purely that entire industry is held up entirely by accidental purchases but then why would they still make it why not because, just don't because give- people keep accidentally buying it so you think so that they're under a false sense of illusion that people actually right. like it? Yeah, they're like, well, so, you know, the market share is low, but it's still this. But that entire market share is people that accidentally bought it. 
Yeah, it's that's one I haven't seen in a while. Again, I'm not looking for it. I'm actually actively trying to avoid ever seeing it again. But I would like to know, guys, do you do you gel? And it, if not, do you even know if gel deodorant's still around? God, I hope not. Did you come up with that all by yourself, or did you like listen to other podcasts and see the sort of stuff they talk about? No, no, no. I was I I genuinely had the gel paste thought in my head earlier this week and then i was in the shower right before the show and i was like thinking about that topic and i'm like ah gel deodorant speaking of terrible things that are made of gel all right everybody remember gel deodorant so here's another one body wash or soap yes okay so yeah. i'm really i you don't care either way no okay i guess Both i prefer body wash i prefer soap I would say I soap more than I body wash. Yeah. Like I'll use but body wash in a hotel, it, yeah. but like only if the the bar of soap is like for the sink. If there's not two yeah. bars of soap, it's kind of upsetting because you don't want to use body wash to wash your hands. I've tried that. No, no. But you can use soap to wash either anything. Right. Soap is very versatile. It is. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I do like soap. Yeah. Mostly because you don't have to keep reaching for the bottle. It's just also it's that self refilling and it, there's also something about like like actually like rubbing something against your body yeah. that makes you feel like you're mm -hmm. cleaning more yeah have you got the 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 soaps with like the the porous little bits in little it little bits in it yeah yeah it's no. like self-exfoliating that's or nice something. i like that that's not it's not terrible it's like an yeah but i like the, the have you used the body wash that has that nope no still the I same mean, those are also really nice still the same problem i have to reach for the body wash container like eight times in my shower and then your body oh, see, wash I just bottle do like is a covered big in thing, and then get like yeah. But then you have to step area. out of the shower because like if it doesn't if it doesn't lather before it rinses off, you're not clean. Yeah, guys, but you just step out of the water. Stream. Yeah, why do I want to get cold, guys? As if the clock wasn't telling me that we were done. I feel like the fact that we've gone into each other's self cleansing programs. All right, last we'll one. Post, we'll um, get it, for we'll or against post videos bidets. of ourselves showering, so, so we can sure get critiques won't. on Twitter. If well, oh, come on. What are the odds canceled? it's going to get you fired again, James? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. As I, as I love to say, second time for everything. Well, hey, look, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm sorry that you had to learn how we all wash ourselves. Don't ever buy gel deodorant or toothpaste again. And we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving! Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, I mean thin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.